This is the data privacy detective. Today we're going to talk about blockchain and privacy. What's the relationship and how does this work? And we're going to focus on what happened on April 20, 2022, and for the first time in history, the US government sanctioned a virtual currency mining company. Now, virtual currency is part of the blockchain picture, of course. Bitcoin is a virtual currency. No government stands behind it. It's a, a currency invented by use of blockchain thinking. And to get started, let's think, what is a blockchain? Well, it's, it's, it's really a database. It's a database shared by those who use it. And the database records transactions between parties uh, on a ledger. And the ledger is immutable, can't be changed once it's uh, actually achieved a transaction. And so what blockchain thinking does, blockchain technology, is to use cryptography and pseudonymous ownership of coins within a cryptocurrency ecosystem to work. So let's break that down a little bit. If you want to participate in a blockchain, you'll get two keys. One's a private key and one's a public key. Now, the private key is private to you. You better remember it and not share it with other people, or they can, they can basically act like you. But as long as you know your private key, what you then have is the ability to use the system through your public key. Now, your public key is pseudonymized, meaning the public key doesn't say who it is. It's not uh, John or Mary Smith or Jones. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of numbers, basically. And through a hashtag system, the private key is not revealed. And so your public key can be shared because it's, uh, it's not obvious that it's you at all. And this is how transactions take place through this use of cryptography to accomplish transactions without either side really even knowing who's really on the other side. That's what this technology is about. Now, you notice that with this, there's no central keeper of the ledger. With U.S. dollars, there is. It's the U.S. Federal Reserve System, basically. Uh, but with a blockchain or cryptocurrency, uh, there is no government backing it up. It's, it's this immutable ledger that's created once transactions occur, and they're, they're verified uh, not by the, a bank uh, or some central figure that's saying, yes, you really have money in your account. Instead, they're verified by the blockchain itself through uh, people that uh, mine the new coins and that uh, verify transactions. And that's what relates to a mining company. Now, a mining company uh, can spend a lot of energy to participate in blockchain as a mining company. And on April 20, 2022, the U.S. Treasury announced that it was sanctioning a mining company for the very first time, virtual currency mining company. And this was a company called BitRiver. BitRiver uh, had three Russian offices, and then it converted its ownership to be in Switzerland as BitRiver AG. I mean, AG meaning a company form. And 
all of BitRivers uh, subsidiaries and itself are now sanctioned as of April 20, 2022, by the U.S. government. And that means that it's uh, it, it cannot do business uh, with the United States, and no, no U.S. person uh, is allowed to have any sort of transaction uh, with BitRiver or this uh, any of its subsidiaries uh, or other sanctioned people. Now, this is part of the U.S. Uh, sanctions against the Russian government and many people in Russia and companies in Russia, banks and other entities, as part of the sanctions program, not only of the United States, but of uh, much of Europe and other countries related to the 2022 invasion by Russia of Ukraine. So the first time in history when uh, the virtual currency mining industry uh, has been attacked as illicit. Now, notice that this particular action is about Russian sanctions. And of course, Russia as a government cannot engage in U.S. dollars. Its U.S. dollars holdings have been frozen as hard currency as part of sanctions. And so what do you do? Well, one way to get around sanctions might be to use uh, blockchain technology. And this is the concern, of course, of the U.S. government to avoid the evasion of sanctions that it has put in place. Uh, not only were sanctions uh, entered on April 20 against uh, BitRiver, but also against uh, one of the oligarchs of Russia, uh, Konstantin Malofiev, uh, who was also sanctioned in 2014 during the takeover of Crimea by Russia, uh, from uh, taking it away from Ukraine, and claiming it as part of Russia. Uh, and he's been sanctioned again. And... Uh, 40 individuals associated with him, including his lawyers. Uh, now this is partly an attempt, uh, of course, to uh, expand the reach of sanctions uh, for, because of uh, what's going on between Ukraine and Russia on a military basis. Now, the intrusion of the U.S. Treasury into the world of cryptocurrency and blockchain uh, isn't new as of April 20. This was the first time a mining company uh, has been uh, sanctioned specifically. But just on April 5, a couple of weeks before uh, the, uh, the, the mining industry was uh, attacked in, in this manner, uh, the U.S. government sanctioned and listed Hydra Market as a company no one should do business with. Now, Hydra Market was in the world's largest dark net market and uh, uh, believed to be, for good reason, uh, enabling uh, ransomware profits uh, gained by Russian uh, companies, hackers and ransomware uh, criminals to uh, launder their currency through a virtual currency exchange. And that currency exchange was a, a Garantex. Uh, which was also sanctioned. And so this uh, is an effort of the U.S. government to say, wait a minute, we're not going to let blockchain technology be used in a way that we wouldn't allow a bank to be used to launder illicit uh, money. Now, it's interesting, in the April 5, 2022 action by the U.S. Treasury, uh, this statement appears, quote, most virtual currency activity is licit, L-I-C-I-T, close quote. They didn't want to use the word legal, uh, but licit means legal. And uh, this is a recognition that they're perfectly valid uses of, uh, of, of virtual currency. 
But the release went on that, of course, uh, a, uh, a virtual currency can be used for illicit activity, including the evasion of sanctions on Russia because of its military uh, decisions uh, in Ukraine, uh, but also for ransomware attacks and uh, selling of uh, uh, drugs and converting the the uh, proceeds and uh, through uh, uh, cryptocurrency, uh, through blockchain technology into uh, something the criminal can use to spend on whatever it wants to spend it on. So this this raises the question we're going to explore in this in further podcasts. Uh, does blockchain technology really represent an ability to protect personal privacy? Now, having said that, uh, we'll explore in future podcasts uh, some of these incidents, but blockchain has been hacked. There have been major thefts uh, of blockchain and cryptocurrency assets uh, over the years since uh, it, it arose, Bitcoin basically being one of the, the early pioneers in, in using blockchain thinking to create a cryptocurrency, uh, and uh, people's uh, Private keys have been uh, unearthed for various reasons. Hackers uh, are ingenious at what they can do. Uh, so there's no perfection in this, and there's no way one could say that blockchain will protect personal privacy 100%. But understand that it, it, it certainly uh, is offers some protection because of what we've described as blockchain technology. Uh, hackers uh, have a more difficult time uh, obtaining uh, private keys, for example. Uh, cryptography is uh, uh, an essential element of the whole uh, business of blockchain technology. And so we'll explore further uh, about uh, how personal privacy interacts with blockchain technology and what its future is. But one thing's for sure, as of April 20, 2022, at least as the U.S. government's concerned, it's, the U.S. government is not going to allow blockchain technology to be immunized from government intrusion to stop what government thinks is criminal activity and should be stopped, at least from involving U.S. persons who might want to do business uh, through a particular mining company or a virtual exchange or through a bank that uh, may be involved in uh, devices we don't want to have happen from a U.S. government standpoint. The ongoing battles between government and the rule of law on the one hand and the want of individuals to protect their personal privacy uh, is simply ongoing. But April 22 will stand as, I believe, a watershed point where no part of the cryptocurrency and blockchain system is immune from being sanctioned, if there's reason to do it, by government. As always, I'll close this podcast by reminding us all Protecting your personal privacy starts with you.